Jeremy File. What's up, man? What's happening? How are you, Andre? I'm doing good, man. Why are you freezing your ass off in Michigan? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, I'm from there, so I guess uh, just hanging on uh, in the beautiful Mitten State. You know, I uh, I definitely uh, miss that warm weather out there. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, you need to uh, you need to get your ass back out to uh, Southern California, man, and uh, start teaching some kids out here and teaching them the correct way of playing basketball, man. Uh, out there in Detroit, I mean, don't they really just want to just uh, bum rush people and uh, elbow <laughs> people and just take the ball to the hole? I mean, wow, you know, you know. I mean, they're they're just not as finesse as you are with those quick hands. <laughs> right. You know, it's 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 so funny because every person I talk to, when I say I'm from Michigan, it's it's kind of the same uh, attitude. Of, oh, Detroit, it's probably the play really rough and. <laughs> the, when you turn your back, you're getting robbed during the game. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's funny because it's it is a different attitude. I mean, obviously, there's there's some things that are are true um, to the the nature of the the play. Um, we have major problems in our state, in my opinion, in high school basketball because I do think that what's happening is, is a lot of our better kids leave now. Um, you'll find this out. You know, we do a podcast, uh, me and one of my friends who used to write for Michigan State, and we obviously, you know, our, our home teams are important to us, and we talk about a state of Michigan, and the state of where it's at in high school basketball is very bad right now. Um, there's great players, but our best ones leave. Uh, example, Miles Bridges, um, who's in the NBA now. He He's a kid from Flinton. And, uh, from from where? Uh, Flint, Michigan, which is obviously uh, another. Michigan with that bad water over there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you know, you get to the point where um, why would you stay? You know, I mean, like you deal with a crisis like that. Why would you, when you're a top kid and, and you have all these opportunities, you have to go where um, the best are. So he goes to prolific prep in California. And, uh, I mean, if I was, you know, we both have sons, Andre. I mean, at, the, at one point. If, if I was here and my son was a, a top-notch basketball player, he's probably going to go play prep somewhere in California or, or somewhere where I feel like he's you know, best suited to further his career. So that's what we deal with here. Right. Um, there's a, then there's a, the mid-level kids that are really, really good still that, that stay and have great high school careers and play for one or two or three AAU programs in the state. So we're, we're just not – we're very good, but – we're probably a little underrated because like I said, our, our best kids leave. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. I mean, that, that, that's the one problem that, that, uh, that bothers me about, uh, like you're saying, going to prep. I mean, prep is obviously still high school basketball. You're literally leaving your town and your state to go play somewhere else to get a better opportunity. Sure. Um, I mean, that bothers me. I mean, there's a lot of kids that come out of uh, Southern California, whether they're for basketball or whether they're even for football. And, like, I look and then it's like, you like, 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 for instance, you look at uh, the University of Oregon's um, football roster, right? And, like, half of them come from Southern California and the other half are, like, from Texas. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you cannot keep your own 
Oh yeah. Kids and your own youth. Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, the selling point should just be not only the the weather, but your parents get to see you. Like yeah. you're like up and leaving. Like how many how many parents can just leave and and go catch every game? What I mean, via either they're gonna watch it via internet or watch it sure. on television. But I mean, who doesn't just want to watch their kid in person? Well, I think that's a that's a great point because um, as far as the colleges, you know, if we if we stay on you know where we're both from, the Michigan's unbelievable. I mean, we get kids from everywhere. Right, um, right. University of Michigan is very known for getting uh, kids from California. Right now, we're we're probably a little more Midwest than we used to be. Um, years ago, when I was growing up, we got a ton of kids from California, um, and in other sports, we got a lot of. A softball, for instance, at the University of Michigan, they're very powerful. All the players are from okay. California half the time. And you would wonder, yeah, why would they want to play softball in April in 40-degree weather? Well, when you see the facilities here and you see what the university provides, and it's, you know, basically they call Michigan the Harvard of the Midwest, and, you know, you're going to get that. But as far as high school and prep, if we stay on that, I, I think California, I think Arizona's catching up. Um you know, Nevada, I mean, they're going to be even, I mean, if you want to talk about a, a state, Vegas is on fire right now. I mean, they I are, don't, they I'm are, sorry, dude, if my son told me, Hey dad, I'm going to Vegas. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Granted, if it was like 1993 and he goes, Hey dude, I'm going to go play with Tarkanian and the running rebels. And I'd be like, have at it, dude. But like, Oh, I'm talking more like, uh, grassroots. On, yeah. I'm, I'm, I absolutely understand. I'm, I'm talking more grassroots or high school or, I think you're going to see more prep schools started there. I think, I think you're going to see um, a lot more things for the youth and, and things like that where people go there. Um, and, uh, but I definitely get where you're going with it. You're thinking when they get to the next level, why are they leaving a, a place like California? And yeah, I would, I would question uh, why is USC and UCLA not getting certain kids, but of course UCLA basketball are getting great kids from California, but, but yeah, those are those are good topics because what is it you know what is what happens in recruiting and why do kids go to certain places and um, yeah that's that's a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, so um, you know, still talking about that really quick before we dive right into what we really are going to talk about. I just want to switch to the NBA really quick. I mean, uh, your uh, your Detroit Pistons are in uh, fifth at eleven and seven. And um, I like my man Andre Drummond, and I, you know, am super disappointed in my boy Blake Griffin leaving yeah. and being with you guys. I mean, although my Clips are number one in the West, you know, we won last night, so we got 15 wins now uh, against the Suns last night. Uh, shout out to Cody Topper for uh, losing against my boys. <laughs> right. Love Cody. Um, yeah, great guy. You know, uh, shout out to my boy Ryan Rizuki for going to the game with um, um, basketball breakdowns coach Nick and not inviting me. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a shot. About man. that, I, I, that's a I, shot I to the heart. Class on social media for that, but I get <laughs> that he had to do that to uh, you know get in his ties and you know fit in or whatever. But uh, <laughs> so, what do you think about your Detroit Pistons, man? Oh, I you know. I think uh, I think Dwayne Casey's going to do a really good job there. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see anything 
like it used to be, but I, but I think that just to, just to get back in the playoffs would be nice. I mean, just to be competitive. You know, the funny thing about Blake is, is I was kind of 50, 50 with this. Cause we talked about it when he first made the move and, and I know you're a Clippers fan. So you were a little disappointed, but Blake likes it there, which is really weird because, you know, if you, we see his interviews all the time and, and I follow the Pistons and I have a lot of people I know that have even been involved with them and, you know, he really likes it there, which is really strange, you'd think, but he likes the the laid-back approach. He's actually, in a weird way, not a uh, high-maintenance, which may sound weird. He's not. I mean, he played at Oklahoma, for instance. I mean, he didn't really – he's not a Kentucky guy. He's not a blue-blood guy. He's – he's uh, you know, he, he, he loved going back to Oklahoma when the Pistons went there during training camp. He, he loved University of Michigan when they had training camp. He actually likes Detroit, which is – crazy to say and he's playing really well I mean and he fits in and, and he can kind of just play ball and focus just on that um so so that's actually been a, a decent fit um as far as them they they just don't have good enough guard play still I mean Reggie Jackson's good but he's not he's not the guy that is going to lead you to the next level um they're going to have probably a, a, a decent year I don't know if they'll make the playoffs but they'll probably be right there um but, yeah, I mean, the Clippers, I mean, I, that Tobias trade, I said, oh, Detroit's really going to miss him for the future. And, and it's becoming true because he's playing great for the Clippers. And uh, uh, and the big fellow that I can't – Bo Bronick or whatever the heck, how you say his name, he's been great there. He was a Piston. Um, yeah. So I think the Clippers are kind of onto something here. Oh, man, they're, they're playing great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the start of the season, I looked at the roster and I was like, what the F is going on with my clip show? Yeah. No more Lob City. There's no one fun there. I have a bunch of like role players that have not mm-hmm. one superstar. And then I keep hearing, you know, Lakers are going to get LeBron. Lakers are going to get Kawhi. Lakers are going to get this and that. And I was like, you know what? Oh, Lakers might get Clay. I was like, okay, look. Lakers get all these guys. I'm going to tell you what. I'm banning the NBA just like I banned the NFL. Because yeah. I banned yeah. the NFL. I mean, let me look at My Chargers could never get a chip here yeah. in San Diego. Now, they're, they're like ridiculous, right? They're, they're playing good. They, they might get a chip. I mean, obviously, I don't think they will, but you never know. And I'm just like, you know what? Chargers get a chip, I'm done. NFL. Yeah, right. I haven't watched. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm totally honest. I have not watched one rep of football for the Chargers in the last <laughs> two years. Yeah, just, I'm just. Yeah. I'm like. I think they're they're banned. Yeah, and, I haven't watched the NFL either. And uh, so now with the Clippers and what they're doing, I did not watch the first five or six games. I just kind of like had him on the ban list, you know, I was like kind of waiting for college basketball. And now I, I'm just hooked. I'm loving yeah. that we don't even have a superstar because there's no it's working one there saying, give me this, give me that. I need this. I need that. It's, it's, it's camaraderie. It's almost like high school basketball. Let's be mm-hmm. a unit, one co- cohesive unit. And let's just mm-hmm. ball out. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, I'll go back to Tobias Harris. He's perfect for that type of attitude. Uh, he was great for Detroit. He, he he just plays, and now a lot of people know who he is. And, and I think that Doc Doc Rivers is better off that way. You know, I, I really do. I, I think he 
you know, this is a team that sometimes it's better when you just play and that's it. And yeah. when you have a distraction like L.A., like I think Blake's played seriously so much better because it's just about basketball now. You know, there ain't nothing to do. I mean, it's just go out there and play. And uh, he's having a just phenomenal start to the season. And obviously injuries are the big thing for him if he stays healthy. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love that Clippers team. I, I was totally not focused on them at all. And now because of their start, I'm focused on, wow, why are they so good? They play well together. They, they have a good camaraderie over there and they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, that Western conference is kind of messed up right now. Cause you know, Denver has been pretty good sometimes. Um, the Clippers have been great. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that shakes up there in the, uh, in the Western conference. Yeah, um, I'm liking it, you know. Uh, it's a little nerve-wracking at times, but, you know, I mean, I want my team to compete, man. I want a chip. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got the Padres. They have no chips. No, no. Chargers, <laughs> they got no chips. I yeah. got San Diego State. They got no chips, but I can say yeah. Kawhi. Right, I right. USD, I got no chips. Yeah, yeah, that's uh... – San Diego is such a great place, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that Chargers move was, oh man, that was, that was heartbreaking for a lot of my friends who I know there, obviously you've been there and uh, yeah, it's such a great place. But as far as a uh, winning culture, the professional sports, you know, really any team hasn't been there, but um, I, I think that, uh, you know, in time it's got to happen, but how long do you have to wait? Right. I mean, how long do you have to wait for, for something? Yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I I really I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, how do you feel with your Detroit Lions? Oh gosh, they're horrible. And and you know, it's funny because I think Detroit people have are, are very spoiled if they if you really think about it because they don't think about places like San Diego where like think of how many losing seasons like the Padres have had where the Tigers have been really good for a long period of time. I was just gonna they're, say they're, your your Detroit Tigers were doing really really well. And, yeah, the and, prob- and, then you, and you guys had some pretty good success with, I mean, sure. did Brad Ausmus only coach him for two years and then he got yeah. fired? The, the problem with Detroit pro sports is, is like a lot of pro teams, they don't pay guys. And usually if you look at what's happened, all their best guys are winning World Series for other teams. You know, they, they trade Justin Verlander. He goes and wins for the, for the Astros. So it's like, you know, this happens a lot in Detroit pro sports, which I thought was kind of when, when Blake went, I was one of the guys that was excited because I'm like, hey, they're getting a bigger name guy. This doesn't happen in Detroit. Like, hey, hey, you know what? I'm not really happy in L.A. I'm going to go move to Detroit. I mean, <laughs> I think there's only two people in the world that do that. It's me and Blake Griffin. So, uh, <laughs> you know, something we haven't – we clearly are not the most intelligent people, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's when you lose, it's hard, man. It, it's really hard to watch and – and uh, if you're in the state of Michigan, I mean, look what you got. The Lions, the Pistons, you know, the Tigers. The, the Hockey was always our thing with the Red Wings, and now they are not very good. So, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to be loyal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. So, um, how are you liking Michigan State versus Michigan? Well, you know, it's funny because – Oh, it's great. I mean, it's so different here because the college teams are bigger than the pro teams in Michigan. So it's a lot of 
it's a lot of fun. Like I got friends that are from different states that would, they would go to a Michigan football game with me and they had no clue what they were getting themselves into. They're like, ah, what is this place? I'm like, oh, there's only 115,000 fans in there. So if you go to a football game, you're, you're blown away by that atmosphere. Um, and basketball, John Beeline at Michigan has done an unbelievable job where they don't get the best kids and they just win constantly. Whereas Michigan state's always a little better with recruiting and they always win too. So for basketball this year, you look, you're going to hear both those teams. You're going to hear that those names a lot this year. Um, the Midwest is really good in basketball at the high school level for players. So a lot of the times Michigan state will get kids from Illinois, Indiana, uh, still Michigan. And then they'll get a kid, um, you know, obviously a few kids from different areas of the country. Uh, they're just really good. And, and the big 10 is a really good conference in basketball. And uh, it's such a different style. I mean, you look at UCLA played Michigan state a few weeks ago and, and, and Spartans just ran them off the court. Right. And uh, they are, uh, it'll be a lot of fun in this part of the, of the country this year for, for college hoops. Um, I didn't think I'd say this, Andre, but I think college basketball is going to be great this year. I thought it was going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be amazing. No, 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 no. So, so what's going on with my clips, right? So the Clippers are obviously, you know, they look like dog crap. Um, And so I was just like, look, I, I can care less about the NBA right now. I mean, everybody's all about NBA. Instagram's all about NBA. Skill trainer's all about NBA. Everything's NBA. And for me, I like basketball. I'm not, I'm not an ISO guy. Maybe because I like basketball so much in that aspect, because I have a son and a daughter that now play, that I want them to play the right way. Like, there is some coaches out there, and I don't want to name them, but their kids got the ball and they're on a fast break. And all I hear is take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And I'm like, uh, did you realize there is a, uh, three on two play and he's got passes. He can, he can give the ball to somebody, make a layup or they can do a give and go back to him as a trailer. And, my first vision for Elijah and Mila are as soon as they get the outlet pass, I go head up. Meaning yeah. when they hear when they hear head up, excuse me, it's look. Because if you look, there might be a great pass. Make that pass. Now if that kid chooses to lay it up, great, keep following it. They might miss the layup at eleven and nine. Sure. You have a you have a junk play like a Dennis Rodman, grab a rebound and go back up, or they might hook it back to you and you make a layup. Because yep. they want you to have the right reason. In high school, I want you to have the right reason. College, not. Hey, dude, how much did you finish the game with? Hey, I finished with eight with four assists and four rebounds, or do I want you to finish with 14 points and two assists and two rebounds? I mean, to me, I... I want a, a well-rounded player. That's sure. just me. It just bothers me when I hear coaches and parents doing that. I'm just like, wow, you're all for you. And I understand we pay a lot of money to do this, um, including me as a coach. But it's, 
That's that's bad basketball. I'm sorry, it's bad basketball. And I, I that's why I like that's why I love college because college coaches don't accept that. No. Well, they play to win. I, I think that's the biggest thing that you'll you'll find out in with, with AAU or um, pro basketball. Um, there's not a whole lot of differences, which is which may seem weird to say, but there's not. It's it's a more of a me attitude. It's more about what can I get um, at the youth levels. It's what uh, what college can I go to? Uh, what recruitment can I get? What can I do for me instead of uh, what can I do for we? And 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 you know, it's just. It'll probably always be that way a little bit, Andre. But at the same time, I think when you watch college basketball, they're forced to play uh, as a team. And the cool thing about college basketball is this, and nobody talks about this. Every game kind of matters because if you lose four in a row in college basketball, what happens? You might not make the tournament. Right. You know, in in the NBA, you got 82 games where, you know, we went on a five-game Streak. I mean, if you look up NBA basketball online, and you, what is there? What, there's always a stat. What does it say? Last ten, <laughs> last ten games. What's their record in the last ten? Yeah, no shit. We're we're in, <laughs> yeah, we're in no college way. basketball. It's like you know we got to win every night because we got 20 conference games in, in the Big Ten. They play 20 conference games, so every game right now, these teams are saying we got to win. We got to beat the ACC. We got to win these games because if we don't, we got to play 20 conference games in hostile environments where it's aggressive and you never know what you're going to get with officials and it's, it's more competitive. And if you're a basketball enthusiast like yourself, like me, you're probably going to cling to college basketball more sometimes. Um, as far as the skills, I mean, if you watch strictly skills, you're going to, you're probably going to get more of an NBA game, obviously, but those are like, those are really interesting topics because if you have a son like you do, like what do you want him to watch? Because it is kind of hard. Like, okay, I want him to be dynamic with the ball. So I kind of want to watch NBA ball. Okay. I want him to learn how to make moves, but I kind of want him to learn how to play the game. So, okay. You know, you might go to college. Okay. 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 So here I am. I am a huge junkie with college basketball. I mean, I don't care who's playing. It could be, oh, I don't know. I mean, the University of, I don't know, Irvine versus USD, which are two basketball teams that aren't that great. But maybe they move the ball well, and my sure. son can learn something from it. Or maybe he can learn from a, a guard that is not six foot eight as a point guard. He's more of a six three point guard and and knows how to uh, how to. Uh, defend you know what i mean he's, he's he's closing out hard he's taking charges you know i mean to me that's what i want to see i mean granted every every highlight reel my son wants to watch he, he's all about of course the NBA. he wants to watch the lakers he wants to watch lebron he wants to watch damian lillard hey man you want to watch it let's watch it um the thing is these guys like a, a Damian, a Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Kimball Walker scoring the other 50, um, their combo moves are ridiculous. And granted, if, if my son had that athleticism, I'm going to tell him, have at it, man. Clean, lick your chops and, and, and go have lunch. Right. But my son doesn't have all that athleticism. Athleticism. He, he's a strong kid. 
He doesn't jump the way they jump and, and can hang time the way they can hang time and create contact. I mean, there's kids that I know at 10 years old and 12 years old and 14 years old that can do that. Elijah's 12. Cannot do that. He jumps like two and a half inches off the ground, which when he attacks, I, I crack up, you know? Like, I'm just like, I wish he could do that, but he's not that kid. He may be that kid at 16, but he's not that kid at 12. So for me, it's like, hey, look, dude, play the game simple. Head fake. Sure. Rip. One dribble yeah. pull. Um, use the ball screen. Um, you know, fake a screen and, and go quickly and, and catch the ball. Hit a J, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think what happens with this is – Obviously, when you live here, I mean, NBA basketball, I mean, that's going to be your, your, your way of life if you're a, a young kid who wants to be a basketball player. Right. What, what would be a good thing for a lot of parents is to understand there's a big world out there in basketball. A prime example is, um, I would even go with my experiences. There's a lot of guys that people know more than me as, as, that are basketball players that played in the NBA. But there's a lot of guys also that I beat out because I did learn how to play the game the right way, like you're saying, how to pass, how to move. So I still had a career playing basketball where kids can still play other places. They could go overseas one day. I learned as a freshman in high school, I wanted to play overseas. I knew it was it was never going to happen for me in the NBA. Um, I never tell kids to not have dreams. I mean, you should always have dreams. You should have goals. You should have a vision. But you got to be a little realistic. So for me, I started looking up guys and saying, wow, you know, Lewis Bullock played at Michigan. He was unbelievable, and he's not in the NBA. He must not be very good. Well, no, he's, he's going to Spain, and he's making $2.5 million a year. Uh, a lot of it's tax-free, and uh, he's wildly successful. Right. Where maybe a guy who was a bigger name, who was a bust, has a bad life, does, didn't make the NBA, had no clue what to do after, and I sitting there at home going, what the heck happened? So I think what, what happens, you mentioned, you said such a good thing. You mentioned USD, Irvine. There's a lot of kids that go to those schools that are good, really good players. They're, I mean, they're great gr- players. Great they play players. They the right weight. That somehow just, they just didn't get the clout. They didn't get the recognition. They didn't get the hype. So the NBA will never be an option for him, but, but they can go overseas. You know, Andre, I got a kid. His name's Tyler Laser. He's from Michigan. The, the school he graduated from, they, they had 75 kids in a senior class. He's playing overseas in Germany right now, and I probably would take him over a few NBA guys. But it just didn't work for him. You know, he played at Eastern Illinois, a mid-major D1. Their team was terrible. He was a really good player, could pass, could shoot the lights out. He's played nine years professional basketball. And, and you know, he's got a life in the game. You know, and those are options for kids. I mean, this is a kid I started training as a junior who Michigan and Michigan State, he, they were never looking at him. You know, the big schools never looked at him. And, and he has a better life in basketball than a few guys that I knew that were friends that played at Michigan who right. are working at a car car wash right now. Or, you know, they, they said, well, NBA or nothing. And, and now they have nothing. And uh, that's why – it's really important for young boys, especially because the NBA is so hyped up Yes, to just, to just say, you know what, if I play 
NAIA, D2, D3, I might still have a really good life in basketball. And, you know, I was one of those kids. You know, I wanted to play D1 so bad. And honestly, I was good enough. But it just didn't work out for me. I didn't get a lot of recruit, you know, recruitment. And, and I blame myself a little bit because probably I, I had a hard time adjusting to, yeah, I guess I'm just not wanted at that level. But but I played D3 after. I, I became an All-American. You know, I didn't have a great college career, but I was good enough to play a little bit overseas. I was good enough to outdo guys that were D1 major kids. And uh, I had a pretty decent career. So I, I would my advice to, to young kids, boys especially, hey, the NBA is great. If you can learn a few moves – you know, that's awesome. If you can get better by learning from the NBA, sure. But if you have a goal of being a basketball person where you want to make it in this world as a basketball person, you might want to start watching more college. You might want to start watching FIBA. And, you know, we can watch these games now online. We can watch games in Greece and, and watch really good basketball. So I would that's my advice. I, I really think that that's what kids should start doing. And I think they will. You know, I love it. You know, I, I... – I try to teach my son that all the time. I mean, he, he, he gets annoyed. He's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I watch college. And he's like, uh, you're watching uh, Wichita State and the University of <laughs> Illinois. And I'm like, this is great basketball. You got to watch yeah. it. Watch this yeah. guy. Watch this guy, number 12. Watch him. And he's just like, uh, okay. And then, yeah. you know, but two or three minutes go by and he, I see him glued the same yep. thing when we were watching Gonzaga and Duke in the championship at the uh, Hawaii Invitational. You know, we were watching yep. it. San Diego State was in it. They got the butts kicked, obviously, by Duke. Um, but then he's watching it. He's watching Zion Williams, of course, dunk on everybody. But then right. he watched them lose, and he watched them play like freshmen. Right. Like he thought Duke was going to be the team no one's going to beat. And I mm-hmm. told him, I go, hey, they're a great ball club, bro. Four of those kids are going to go, they're going to get drafted in the first round. Right. Okay, they're, they're amazing. Trust me, they're amazing. They're, there's nothing anybody can do like Zion Williams. Zion Williams is six foot seven, 280. Dude, he's right. as big as LeBron. Yeah, Dude, exactly. He is straight hashtag beast mode. He is beast right. mode. You look up in the dictionary, beast mode, that is Zion Williams. No question. You know, I'm like, but you're not Zion Williams, bro. You're lucky <laughs> to graduate high school at 150 pounds and be 6'1". Right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just not your genetics, and that's okay. But check out the other players. Look at their screens they're using. Look at the off-ball movement. This is what I want you to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to watch Damian Lillard and hit – three combo moves to a step back, just like James Harden and all them. Because guess what? You're not that kid, bro. Right. That's hard. It's hard for kids to, to hear that. I mean, I think um, I was pretty fortunate and blessed to, to find out early. The reason why I did those, because I was in a car accident. And it was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me because what it taught me was, okay, you have to start over and, and just to be able to play will be a blessing. So my attitude changed at a young age. Like, okay, I had some unfortunate things happen to me. I'm not a great athlete. I was actually a better leaper before the accident, and a lot of my jumping ability was lost due to it. So I had to become a below-the-rim player. I had to be strong, had to be 
uh, physical. I had to play the right way. Like you're saying, I had to move the ball, do things that would get people's attention that every coach wants somebody that can pass somebody that can screen somebody that knows. So, so those things will never die. Um, whereas you could lose athleticism, you know, even the best guys lose it. I mean, you, you just to learn that at a young age is really hard, but it's really important. And, and I think that, I think it's great that you're doing that because he is watching, you know, lower level sometimes and there's no hype there, but at the same time he's learning that, you know, I think I can do what that kid did. And, um, I found out pretty early in my basketball life. So I'm fortunate to know that. And, uh, you know, I did pretty well with it because of it. And, uh, it's helped me as a trainer because then I can really teach the game better because I wasn't a high level kid where it didn't, it didn't, you know, training, I always say this to guys, they ask me, how hard is it to be a trainer? I'm like, it's the easiest thing I've ever done in basketball. It's probably the, you know, playing was the hard thing. Yes. Where you're like, you know, like, wow, yes. you know, I'm, I'm doing everything right. Why the heck does no one want me? You know, whereas training, everyone was like, you're so good. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're so good at this. And I'm like, this is easy. Teaching kids how to play the right way. Teaching kids how to dribble, pass. I mean, that's me. This is easy. I'll do this all day. So <laughs> I think it's helped my career not being as good. I know that sounds bad, but it, it's not. It, if I was a high D1 major player, I don't think I would have been a, a great basketball teacher. And, um, and that's the next thing, man, I, I want to mention that this is a big-time opportunity for kids at young age. Basketball is not going nowhere. It's taken off like wildfire right now. And, and there's a lot of guys that have had a great life teaching the game of basketball. And if you can learn to play the right way at a young age, you might have a life in basketball because of that. And, you know, you look at, you know, you go to a guy like Jordan Lawley. I mean, he, Jordan Lawley, no one knew who he was as far as major players. When you he know, was he younger. played at UCSD. Nobody <laughs> right. knew him. Yeah, UCSD, and now everybody knows him. garbage. The Titans are the garbage. The garbage. Right, and, and now he's, he's on a court, sharing a court with Steve Nash, a Hall of Famer. Whereas a kid that, I played against growing up um, and I don't want to say his name because it's kind of heartbreaking, but he was unbelievable. He was from Detroit. Everybody wanted him. He was McDonald's all American played in the Jordan game and he's, he's doing nothing now. And, and it's sad because he was so good, but he fell into the hype, went to Michigan state left. Then he went to university of Detroit and had a few stints overseas and, and boom, it's over. Whereas Jordan Lawley is a kid who, you know, I love it because he's exactly the story you could tell your son. Like, hey, look at this guy. He is known in this country in basketball because he knows how to play. He learned. He went to a smaller school. He wasn't a big name guy coming up. And look at him now. So, so I think training is going to become even bigger for young kids. Um, I got kids that I've trained that train now. That's a lot of fun. You know, you got kids now that were younger that you helped them have a decent career in basketball. Now they're teaching and giving back too. So I, I think that's what we need to do in, in our line of work because we deal with kids every day. Yeah. We, we need to talk about those things. Hey, look, if it doesn't work out where you don't get what you think, and it might not even be fair. That's the next thing. Life's not fair. Where I thought I was as skilled as anybody in my state and I was known, but I didn't get Michigan State offers. I didn't get offers at big schools, but I actually ended up having a better basketball life than a lot of guys. Yeah, no, man. I mean, yeah, 
Uh, you're absolutely right, bro. Because, I mean, for me, I was probably one of the biggest crap talkers in the game when I played. I did not I believe that. <laughs> give a crap. I mean, I'm loud now. Um, I'm fit. I'm fit most than most 39-year-olds unless you're hitting the stage and you're on steroids and on the best <laughs> diet ever you can. But, I mean, I eat pretty clean. You know, I, you know, I, I do what I got to do. I'm, I'm in the gym um, working out four or five, maybe six days a week. It all depends on certain weeks, depending on my body. Um, but I struggled. You know, I've, I've had two back surgeries. That hinders me from playing the way I want to play. So that bothered me. So then I had to take my game from the inside to the outside. And and what I learned from that was the ability to pass the ball better, which I was already good at. You know, you, you get good learning to pass the ball when you play with trees. Now, in high school, I had – I was very fortunate – to play with three guys above six, seven. And back in the 95, 96, 97 era, you had a guy that was six foot seven. They weren't a guard. They were a center. Right. So you got a guy yep. that's six foot seven, a guy that's six foot eight, and a guy that's six foot nine. Well, guess what? I was throwing lobs all day. I was throwing no fixes all day. Taking yep. the ball to the rack. As soon as their guy left their guy, it was a dump off. So I learned that from John Stockton. Then I John learned the Stockton. ability to shout out to John Stockton. Shout out to John Stockton, boy, with his daily dips. <laughs> then I learned right. the, the ability to, to talk trash there. Then I learned the ability because I was shooting 500 shots a day. So I already knew my jump shot was wet. My nickname I gave myself was Sniper. Mm-hmm. Sniper. Then guess what? Ryan Razuki said, I'm going to put it on a t shirt and put it Sniper. <laughs> and now you're selling them. He's I mean, selling them. But guess what? I don't mind that, man, because my name was Sniper. That's what my right. brothers called me because my jump yep. shot, my three-pointer was so wet. So for yep. me, like playing now and being injured, now I have an Achilles tendon or injury where I got to get surgery. I've had two back surgeries. I see Jordan Lawley and all these guys competing, and all I do is look in envy. And I'm pissed because <laughs> I want right. to get out there and talk shit, too. I want to get yeah. out there and talk trash. Yeah. I want to be out there and talk trash. I mean, I can't get out there right now and try to play. I mean, if I get shook, then I get shook. Yes, I'm going to be yeah. pissed. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be upset. You know what I mean? But can I take the ball to the rack like they can? Or can I get the ball back on offense and do what I want to do? No, because like you said, my athleticism has been – a little bit has been taken away due to sure. the Achilles tendon – and I haven't had surgery yeah. on it yet, but I will in January. And the two back surgeries. I'm not as mobile as I used to be. Right. I want to say one thing about that, like, because, you know, every time we talk, I, what I know when we talk is I say, this guy probably like defense. You know, he, oh, he likes physical play. I'm all about that, and, dude. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm telling you. Grab your, if you get by me, I'm yanking your jersey. I'm throwing yeah. you to the ground. And, I, and I'm going to tell you what. When I throw you to the ground, I hope your chin hits the ground before yeah. anything else. So the next time you go by me, you're thinking it's not fun to go I against this guy. Go by him because 
I might split my chin open again. <laughs> yeah, right. But, the but, thing that's, that, but that's the mental side of the yeah. game that you want. Yeah. You, you got to have fear in the other person. You got to put fear in the other person that you're oh, playing yeah. against, not the team, the person that's in front of you, the other guard. I think what happened for me, you know, this is a an awesome story. I, I had a coach who signed me. I, I played in a league called the International Basketball League, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the reason why was most of the guys in it were from overseas who just came home, and okay. they wanted to get another 25 games in. The West Coast had some teams, and the Midwest had teams. It was a Midwest-West Coast League. So we would take two trips to L.A., and then two of their teams would come to us. Okay. And the league had a lot of Notre Dame. Iowa, Midwest kids, Michigan State, Michigan, and it was high, high level ball. And I'm speaking to kids and my my pro coach from the IBL had, had talked about me. And I forgot, you know, when you when you play, you for kind of forget some things. And he said the thing I loved about Jeremy was I knew he'd get deflections, I knew he'd dive on the floor, I knew he'd get a three, four steals some games that would make the difference. Here I am, the the ball handling guy, and where everybody knows me because I'm he's the lefty who's got cool moves and can shoot, but nobody knew that I could play really, really good defense. And that is what separated me fully as a player. When, when I got to Western Michigan, I learned to, you had to guard 94 feet. You had to turn guys three or four times before they got to half court. You had to contain the ball. You know, you couldn't let guards just get to the paint, no paint touches. And I I look at a few guys that have made millions of dollars who are not flashy uh, Matthew Dellavedova, um, you know, a guy who, let's be honest, he was a really good player in college. Nobody realizes he was a great scorer. You know, I think he played at St. Joe's or somewhere like that. Um, mid-major D1, and he's in the NBA Finals a few years, playing with LeBron. And, and he's checking Steph Curry, and he's making life miserable sometimes for those guys. And I'm telling you, we have a huge problem still. We do not teach enough defense so what happens is I think it kills our kids because we got a kid who is out there that we didn't know could make such a difference but because we're so fascinated with one-on-one skill now we're so worried about can this kid get me buckets can this kid make plays we're not looking at kids that can get stops and I think that you know what's sad is the high level coaches they want that still though they want a guy who can get stops and, and Kawhi, he gets you stops. Draymond Green gets you stops. And they're making tons of money. And, and you know, it's like Kawhi's different, obviously, because he can score, too. I'm not going to say he's just a defender. But people started noticing him more because he could lock guys down. Whereas it was still Ginobili, Duncan, and Parker's team. But Kawhi, he, this is the guy that is our guy. He gets stops. He, he makes it hard for LeBron. And it's so important, you know, uh, we defense has to be taught better. It just does. And you have to teach one-on-one defense too, because I'm telling you, if you really are talking about, well, we want to get our kids ready for the next level. Well, you better teach kids how to play man-to-man defense then, because if they can't contain the ball and they can't help and rotate and and, and close out the proper way, you're not teaching your kids anything. And um, I think that it's just something that has to be talked about more. It's not sexy. It's not pretty. It's not, it's not something that's fun to teach even because it's tiring even. But at, at the same time, you know, this is, this is fun because I love training. I love trainers. 
um, I watch trainers and I love the clips with Jordan Lawley when they play one-on-one because they're just handing out buckets to each other. And half the time I want to comment and say, how about we hand out the stops? <laughs> Let's show the stops. Do you, or do you guys <laughs> never stop each other? Do you guys yeah. never stop each other? Or I want to say, I'm going to start giving them a hard time and say, hey, do you guys ever stop each other? Or is it, hey, Ole, you score, I score. And, and you know what happens? Why don't just, you comment, motherfucker? I, I think I think I am. You know, I might not get a whole lot of love back, but you know what? It's why I made it as a player, and, and I didn't make it fully, but but I had a decent career because I could contain guys. I'm gonna tell you, you what. Know? I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna pay half your plane ticket. Get your ass out here. I'll pay for that. <laughs> you pay for your ass to go back, and we'll go to Jay. And whatever stop you get on Jay and whoever else, I'm gonna post. Yeah. But guess what? Well, I'm gonna every, I gotta every, cut every, this every, off with you, Andre. I got a little guy. Hall, he's screaming. See, this is what happened. My son's crying because I said defense. See, look, it's soft generation. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do to teach defense. Look, I say defense. My kids started crying. So you know. <laughs> but I really appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate letting me get on this, and you guys are the best. So. You know, I'll be in contact for sure. And if you want to go half on that plane ticket, you're damn right I'll be there. Because um, <laughs> it's expensive, brother. It is. It is. I'm, yeah. I'm all in, brother. I'm all in with that one. 